Hello, friends. Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Sports Research, something that has been my saving grace in staying on my fitness journey throughout this whole quarantine. <sighs> How you guys doing? Do you like that that breathing? I just needed to take a calming breath. I think I've been trying to do that as much as possible during quarantine. Like, a, let's do it together. Okay, I kind of hate myself for making you guys do that. Like, if I were you and I wasn't expecting to be listening to, like, a meditation podcast and the host, who normally doesn't do that, was like, let's take a calming breath together, I'd be like, no, fuck you. You take a calming breath. You know what I mean? So I get it. I get if that was off-putting, and I want you to know I apologize. Um, <laughs> how are you guys doing? I, hey, we are, we're in it. We're in the thick of it. It keeps getting thicker. But uh, I want I wanted you to know that I, I'm sending you all my love and my best wishes. I hope you're staying healthy and your family's healthy and and your relationships are staying intact, being quarantined with, you know, not being able to escape the person that you're with or people. And I hope that you're finding, you know, but also know that it's normal. I mean, to a certain degree, but know that it's normal to maybe have a, a little a little tiff with someone that you've been literally around for 24 hours a day. In normal life, we get a break. We go to work. We hang out with our friends. Or maybe you're quarantining with friends or roommate. Actually, I just heard about this. Um, one of my neighbors texted on our group text. Because, you know, I've, I'm friends with my neighbors now. That's like one of the greatest things that has happened with quarantine for me is like, oh, like I didn't talk to these people all that often before. And now like we are so in it together. And I cannot wait to tell you a story in a second, but one of my neighbors um, texted today and said that his friend works for um, CNN and they're uh, working on a story about, I didn't know this, a corn teams, friends that decided to quarantine together. So they moved in together during this time so they wouldn't be alone. I thought that was so, so cute and such a good idea. And uh, that's a bright spot in the way this is all going. Uh, let me just tell you a not so bright spot. Um, um, we were on in lockdown more. It was lockdown times two yesterday in our building uh, because uh, in well, literally on my street, there's so there's a Trader Joe's at the bottom of my street. And um, I guess four carjackers with weapons uh, were about ready to get caught and then they just ran and uh, they dispersed all around West Hollywood. So there was a perimeter put up. And, like, I don't think a carjacker sounds, like, that scary. Do they often, like, kill people? It's not, like, an active shoot. Like, I didn't think it sounded that scary. So, I'm like, they just want a car. I mean, if I was carjacked, I think I would just give them my car. But I think it could be way worse. You know, I'm diminishing it to calm how scary it could have been. So, yeah. So, I guess these these four carjackers were caught right here on, on my street. Or not caught. Uh, they ran. And so, all of a sudden, we're hearing, like, helicopters over and over so and this whole ordeal went on for uh, five to six hours and uh there's a police barricade originally just in our little section and then the barricade went out through all of west hollywood because some went on foot in a different direction they went east and i'm on this app called the citizen app that alerts you constantly when things are happening so they're like okay there could be a person hiding on alfred street and then they someone reports that lives in the neighborhood shots were heard on alfred street so you're just like oh my god constant updates and then I just had my window open 
the whole time in my bathroom um while I was getting ready and I could just hear I could hear everything going on I kept looking there was a cops going up and down out there and then um I get an alert because I don't think my neighbors are on the citizen app I get another alert that they're that they're hiding on our street and so I go out to my courtyard and I yell for them and then I also say like I also heard that there were shots fired on Alfred we're all like oh my god and then there's helicopters flying above and then eventually the helicopter just starts yelling at everyone to stay inside there's nothing to see here nothing to see here whatever um which is just like just like in the movies I like I also felt like I was like in a war zone it just it was like the sound of the chopper over and over again for five hours above us oh my god I just realized I can't even sorry I can't even imagine someone that has had had been in war and has PTSD hearing those noises well it makes me sad <laughs> thank you for your service um but it was just, it was just crazy. And then, so I had a few neighbors that were out that day, like one had gone to FedEx and then the cops wouldn't let them back in. And then, then when they finally got let back in, they came into the courtyard and they were like, dude, I just saw the cops literally over our fence in the next, next door neighbor's yard, like trying to find the guy because he was apparently like around our building, just trying to find somewhere to hide. Like then... <laughs> Then my neighbors started because they had a different vantage point. So mine was just the street where I could just see the cops. But one of my neighbors can look through in an alley and he texts us a photo that he took right outside his window. And there's a cop with a huge like machine gun thingy, whatever it was, like perusing around. And then they, someone sent another photo of another two cops on the other side of the apartment building, like with those type of guns. And then I don't know why I couldn't see it, but Greg saw another sheriff. And then I finally saw it in the photo with just um, like a handgun drawn. And they just were like waiting, like looking in this one corner. And then there were like three cars that had their, um, all the doors open, like they were searching the cars. I never saw an arrest made. Um, They eventually all dispersed. But the weird thing is that it was supposed to be four people. And then when the LAPD put it up on Twitter or whatever, it said that you know, I want to thank our, you know, cops for doing a great job and cleaning us up quickly. Uh, we caught all three men, which leads me to believe that a fourth got away, but whatever. I don't think, I mean, is it that car track is not that dangerous, right? I don't think he was trying to hurt any of us, but uh, it, it just, just craziness. And I, I mean, I've lived in LA a long time and I've, I've kind of been in situations ish like that before, but not. More so like you hear the helicopter above and they're like shouting things at you, not literally right out your window and there's the guns and and they're in the backyard. Like it was super intense. But on a lighter note, what cracked me up and also I'm like, God, these cops must see so much. They're desensitized to it. So there's a whole action going um, down um, down the street. So if I look to my left, I can see all the cars open and the guy, one guy with his gun drawn and whatever. And the other guys in the alley, I couldn't see and then um, up the hill to my right, and I, so I can hear all this, but if I just listen out my window, there's two cops, um, motorcycle cops, and they're just casually, one's like, God, I hope I can get off by 7.30, I gotta go home for dinner, and like, do-do-do, like, just casual, having a, shooting the shit. Anyways, so that's how last night went. Um, I, uh, I hope yours was less eventful. It truly didn't scare me, though. Like, I mean, I don't know, it was oddly slightly exciting but still I mean I guess it is a little scary I hope that people are not just you know I I can see why people would be losing it during this time and I just I hope that we all find peace to you know 
not go on a carjacking rampage. That'd be great if we could just put a pin in that one until forever. Let's just not do that. Anyways, well, I love you guys. I hope you're staying safe. Feel free to DM me anything you want to chat about. I love connecting with you on uh, Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, yeah, and I love you. I hope you're staying safe. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you get a second, I would so appreciate it if you left a five-star rating and a positive review. Uh, not only does it help to keep the podcast going, um, because while I'm still in business podcasting, you know, it's, you know, everything is affected and, you know, I've lost my tour dates and stuff, but not complaining. We're all experiencing it. Um, but yeah, it just helps to keep it going. But the other part of it, it really just makes me feel good and it makes me feel like you like what I'm doing and I appreciate it. And if you have any comments, uh, or suggestions, uh, send them to my DM. Don't put them publicly. If you can. All right, guys. Um, I'm super excited about my guest today. You know her. You love her. Uh, she's been a guest before. She's a good friend of mine. Um, she is on Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. And uh, is she, it's Sheena Shea. And she's um, coming off of the episode from last week. So we recorded right after the uh, Tuesday episode from the week prior. Um, where she was very vulnerable uh, with Lala at uh, Dana's birthday party. And just kind of where she's at with, um, you know, just being more vulnerable and, and how she's come out of her, you know, uh, hard year and she's got a, a wonderful new boyfriend, but also just owning uh, pain and mistakes and her journey with egg freezing and her relationships with people on the show. And I think it's a very refreshing, uh, really cool episode and I love Sheena to death. So without further ado, give it up for Sheena Shea. So I was just finally following you on TikTok and I keep forgetting to look at TikTok, but you and Brock are freaking adorable on there. Oh, thank you. We've been having so much fun, but I'm like, we need to post more because we haven't done one in, I don't know, like four days and it feels like forever. And I want to stay consistent with it because I have so much fun doing it. But also like, we're both kind of like perfectionists and like Mm -hmm. he has ideas and I'm like, no, just do it this way. And he's like, no, do it this way. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to get in a fight over a TikTok. Seriously. It's so funny. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, how do people learn? Why? Where does everyone know the dance that everyone does? Where? How does everyone find the dance that every? Where do you find those? Is there? I mean, like there are dances that go viral, and you can just like watch other people's and like teach yourself, or you can look for tutorials. And there's like people doing it in slow motion, so you kind of teach yourself it. Okay, you're watching other people. Because I kept wondering, is it like a setting on TikTok and it like teaches it to you? I like, whatever. I sound like I'm 95, which I am. No, I I didn't know either. But like on my most recent vlog, you can see like a part of Brock. He was like learning the savage dance and he was like watching like an actual tutorial. So they have those and then they have people who post them and you can like watch it in slightly slow-mo so you can Mm -hmm. like get the moves down. But I mean, it's it's taken me a while to learn some of them because there's just like some quick moves and then some slow moves and you got to make sure it's on this word. And I'm like, I mean, I was trained in choreography for a while. Yeah. But doing this TikTok, it's like, it's it's been kind of difficult at times because I'm like, wait, hold on. Like my body definitely doesn't move the way it used to. Yeah. But I, I have so much fun doing it and it's a great, like fun little workout. 
I actually, I need to do that. Like, I, I needed to figure out, like, how people learn the dances. And I could probably just have, like, my niece teach me. She's, like, an incredible hip-hop dancer. Yeah. But oh, I feel like, sure. I feel like, well, the TikTok ones aren't, like, super hard hip-hop. But I feel like I, like, when I was growing up, this is, you know, humble brag. Uh, I was, like, an incredible ballet dancer. Like, got on point earlier than everyone. Like, was very, very good. And yeah like toured with it all that stuff but I could never like my body doesn't move in a hip-hop way like I look very dorky when I try to do it like it's like it just something looks very off and it's just sort I sort of look noodly when I'm trying to do all the like sharp hip-hop movements <laughs> no I get what you're saying like there's like there were a few that I'm like I just I don't get this like my my arm and legs are not doing what my brain is trying to tell them to do at the same yeah. time <laughs> um, you know what I'm gonna start a tap dancing uh TikTok dance phenomenon and then listen and everyone's gonna piss everyone's gonna piss off their neighbors and it's gonna be fine yeah let's do it always well and I was gonna ask you one of my questions for you is like how you're staying in shape during this but once I looked at your TikTok like you and Brock are like constantly working out it looks like yeah, we've been um, trying to work out almost every day. We're doing live workouts Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you go to liveathomeworkouts.com, mm -hmm. you can join the Zoom workout. And then I've been posting um, it on InstaLive as well. Yeah. So we're doing those at least twice a week. I think we finally like have gotten down the right schedule. But mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, we've just been working out on our own because we absolutely have the time to, so we don't have an excuse. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it too, but I've totally learned that like, I know what works for my body type like, and I build muscles so quickly and I'm just naturally very muscular. So these like just constant like weight workouts and squats and things that I've been, I've been doing them pretty much every day, just like 30 minute whatevers. I feel like I'm getting bigger because I like, I lose weight and I slim down when I go for jogs or even just like walk six miles a day. Like my body can't handle this much like weight workout. Like I can tell, like, I'm like, why is my, why are my thighs so big right now? They don't look fat, but they're just like, <laughs> I don't need any more squats. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. You're always tiny. So I wouldn't worry oh, about that, but I get what you. you're saying. Yeah. So, Okay. So I, some of my listeners sent in a shitload of questions, so we'll get to those. But I was wondering, so you've been dating Brock how long now? A little over six months now. Okay, so actually not that much shorter of a time than Greg and I. Actually, Greg and I are at a year now, I guess, in May. But yeah, we're I've September. never, never spent this much time with him, especially in like an apartment or both trying to work or whatever. And we argued so much right at first and now we're, we have a system where we're totally getting along like we argued to the point where I did shoulder check him into my cupboards at one point uh -huh. yeah <laughs> like a, like a hockey player like we were like arguing and I was like like not not about anything serious it's like really dumb stuff like like him him talking on the phone and taking a business call and I don't want to hear it or whatever yeah and so I like passed him in the hallway and I pretended like I like almost tripped but I just like shoulder checked him and he goes did you just did you just check me? And I was like, you know what? Yes, I did. And I regret that. And I apologize. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering, like, how is it being in a pretty much brand new relationship and being quarantined together with you and Brock? So, I mean, we definitely have had our moments like that as well. But um, the beginning of our relationship, I mean, we were only like a month in and I went to Australia and Bali with him. Granted, mm -hmm. that was in the most beautiful, like, romantic setting ever. But, I mean, we were together 24-7 for 10 days in a row. 
didn't have mm-hmm. like a single disagreement or anything. But uh, granted, we were in paradise. Yeah. And then, you know, like we get back to the real world and I'm like, oh my God, is this what it feels like to be like on The Bachelor or Bachelorette when it's like you're in this like dream world and then you get back and you're like, wait, we don't live in the same city. We don't have the same schedule. So it's like mm-hmm. getting that down like was actually easier, I think, than I thought, but slightly challenging as well because it's like there's a thing going on in L.A. that I want him at, but he has to work in San Diego. And as much as it's only two hours away, when you have two different careers at two different times, like it's definitely challenging. So mm-hmm. being able to be in quarantine together, it was like, oh, yay, like we get to spend more time together. But at the same time, it's like there's nowhere to have a break. Whereas, you know, when he's in San Diego and I'm in L.A., it's like we still have our time to do us on our own. Mm-hmm. And now we're just like, boom, full on living together, like less than six months in because it's been like three and a half weeks now we've been here together. Yeah. But I'm like, look, if we can get through this and I feel like the fights that we've had already, like they're not happening anymore. Like we got past that point of it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look, if we can get through this together, like we're good. Yeah, so. totally. And at least like you have like, you know, your your Palm Springs place. So there's, you know, several rooms and there's space and there's an outdoor area. Like you can separate yourselves from each other. Like I've been thinking about, I know these like two comedians that recently started dating and I think they're in a New York apartment together. Oh, wow. Like, like, and I'm imagining like, I mean, I'm an apartment, but I have a pretty big apartment. Like Greg and I can be in two separate places and it's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm thinking people that live in like studio apartments or like really tiny one bedrooms with someone like, uh, I mean, on a much darker turn, they're saying like a lot of like domestic uh, violence and domestic abuse has been on the rise because number one, people are quarantined with their abuser that was already an abuser before this. And then I think probably also like just the stress and the energy of what's going on in the world is causing a lot more fights between people. Totally. This, I mean, it is definitely a very unusual situation we are all in across the world. And yeah. it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think... We've finally, you know, a few weeks in, figured out the right way to communicate. And we've Mm -hmm. already had great communication since day one. So it's like any argument we do get in is resolved quite quickly Mm -hmm. because it's just like, okay, okay, let's let's stop fighting about this and let's talk about why we're fighting about this. That's great. That's such a good tip. Yeah. And I mean, I've never really had that with someone before. I've always just been so passive and just agreed to whatever they want. But like with him, I'm like, you know, like fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it. I'm like, I've dealt with enough shit that like, sorry, not putting up with it, not going to be passive. Mm -hmm. If you're being an asshole, I'm going to tell you're being an asshole. Mm -hmm. But I mean, same. He calls me on my shit and like we challenge each other. And I've also never had that. I've never been in this type of relationship that actually feels so real it's always felt like deep on certain levels but then really surface level on certain levels and I've never felt fully comfortable to just with with Shay I did I mean we were together seven years and that was a very you know I mean we were best 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 friends yeah so in that relationship yes but like anything past that it's like I've never like with Rob I didn't feel he was my best friend I never once felt that way about him and like I was like this should say something and so then you know with Adam who was only my best friend I'm like okay well maybe I can like combine the two aspects and see Mm -hmm. if dating my best friend could turn into a relationship but it didn't don't date your friends people it fucks everything up well I mean (laughs) 
I guess I sort of am dating someone that I was friends with, but I wasn't, Greg and I was more just like, we were friendly, but not like, not yeah. like you and Adam that hung I out mean, all the time. We were inseparable. We did yeah. everything. We traveled the world together. So, I mean, it yeah. was like, it was a different circumstance, but like with Brock, I just, I think that we jumped in very quickly, but it was so mutual. Mm-hmm. It was like, almost like in the beginning, like I was like pushing him away. Cause I was like, no, 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 this is too much, like too soon. But then once I just let my guard down and I was like, what's the worst that could happen? Would I get hurt again? Like I've already been through a public divorce, a breakup, a heartbreak. Like I've been through it all. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to live my life like being in fear of getting hurt again. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? fuck it. If you're all in, I'm all in. And I have honestly never been happier. And I hate saying that because I feel like oh, you say that in every relationship. You always say that. But I'm like, let look at it this way. I would hope that each relationship you get into until it is that forever one, I would hope it's better than your last one. I would hope oh, yeah. it's happier than your last one. Otherwise, you're going in the wrong direction in life. So yes, mm-hmm. this is genuinely the happiest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. But I've felt before in my life like this is the happiest I've ever been because I didn't know that a better happy existed until experiencing it. And that's what yeah. I'm in now. And it's it's fucking great. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't feel the need to blast it all over social media. I'm like, this relationship is gonna like stay on YouTube for now because mm-hmm. I'm getting to show people the things I wanna show people and not what mm-hmm. someone else wants to show people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't feel the need to brag about it just like, yeah. Um, like when people don't ask, like I would just talk about Rob. Like no one asked, but I'm like, let me tell you about what Rob did today. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, hey, do you know what time it is? And you're like, Rob is so good at telling time. He. <laughs> but like, like it was like I felt like, oh my god, okay, perfect example. I felt like Caddy in you know Katie, Caddy, whatever in mm-hmm. um, Mean Girls when she's like, I was just like finding excuses to like talk about Regina and like bring up Regina, and it's like. I would like find like, even if there was no one talking about Rob or anything about Rob, I was like, hey, guess what? Rob put a trailer on a truck in under seven minutes. Like nobody said, nobody asked. No one cares. (laughs) Said no one. How's Rob? Sheena. (laughs) That's hilarious. No, but I think it's good to be like self-aware about it too. But, and I also think like, I know that you were clinging to that. And and same thing with like Kristen. I think we've talked about this before on one of our podcasts, like the way Kristen just had to make Carter work because nothing else had worked before. And she just had decided it was going to work and just, and just white knuckled it. It was just, (laughs) she couldn't do it anymore because you get like embarrassed. Like I get very embarrassed of how many people I've dated. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, this, I I don't know how many times I've dated someone and we've talked like marriage or whatever. It's like, just, I don't, I also think about this too. My niece and nephew are uh, 12 and 14. God, I hope I got that right. I hope it's not 11 and 13. Um, (laughs) And like, I think about how many boyfriends they've seen at Christmas. They must be so confused. (laughs) Like, what is Aunt Rachel doing? (laughs) It gets embarrassing after a while. So you just kind of want to be like, no, this person's perfect for me. This is what's happening. And I mean, and also like, I would hope that people are only getting into relationships because they see it going somewhere. Otherwise, stay single and casually date. 
Why yeah. make someone your boyfriend if you don't ever, I mean, unless you're Tom and Ariana, like, and that works. That is a yeah. rare Well, and Goldie Hawn so, and Kurt exactly. Russell. Oh my God, that, I was talking about this earlier. I'm like, they're very long-term and I was gonna say their names, but then we started talking about something else, but that's my perfect example of people who've been together for so long and it's like, you don't have to be married. It could just work. And Tom and Ariana are a perfect example of that. But they knew going into this relationship that that's what it was going to be. I would hope with other people who get into a relationship and know, like, don't just get into be like, I want a boyfriend for a year, you know, like Mm -hmm. hope that it turns into something. Otherwise just casually date and stay single because you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I had so much fucking fun doing that. Oh God. Yeah. I've done that. And I don't ever want to do that again. Like, I hope I'm never single again. I want this to work out. Like, and it, but if it, it doesn't, you'll be fine. Like, because you, yeah. I liked what, something you said earlier where it's like, you don't want to be so scared of like it not working out. Like, you've already been through enough. And I feel the same way where I'm like, I've been cheated on. I've been totally in the wrong relationship. I don't know how many boyfriends I've lived with. All the just, and, and so at this point, it's like, I mean, I'm kind of like numb to it now. I'm like, well, yeah. if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Great. Yeah. I've, I'll figure it out. Worst things have happened in the world. Worst things have happened to me. Like, you exactly. know. Exactly. And I always just think about like my sister when I was dating Max for a short period of time. I was mm-hmm. like telling my sister about him. And I was like, I mean, it's super new, but like, oh my God. I was like, look at all these texts he sends me and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but what if it doesn't work out? Like after like Adam and Rob and Shay and like everything, like, I don't know. Like what if it, and she was like, sis. She goes, listen to this song. She played Thank You Next for me. And she goes, mm-hmm. if Ariana Grande could get through last year. Oh, like, my you're God. Yes. Fine. And then I thought Seriously. about everything she's been through from peace. Unbelievable. Back, everything in between. I was just like, yeah. And that's on a way larger scale than we're at. And so I just always think, like, you know what? If Ariana can get through that terrible year after her concert and everything, and mm-hmm. she is still Jesus, yeah. out putting it out, you know, I'm like, we're, we're going to be okay. I think yeah, this. absolutely. Okay. So obviously we're all stuck at home during quarantine, but I see you listeners on Instagram still making fitness a priority. And I want you to know I'm proud of you and I'm trying to do the same. Even if it's just 20 to 30 minute at home workouts, I say we keep sticking together and banding together to feel our best. And I want to tell you about a product I've been using that I think is taking my fitness to the next level during this time. So it's by Sports Research and it's called Sweet Sweat. So let me tell you how it works. So like I said, many of you are already making exercise a priority, but Sweet Sweat helps by targeting slow to respond areas. So I think it's been trimming my waist more. I can feel it when I'm done with my workout and I I take off my waist trimmer and I dab off the sweet sweat. I'm like, oh wow, that looks way different than if I wasn't doing it. So sweet sweat may help increase sweating during exercise that gives you your best workout yet. It takes energy to sweat, more energy than most people think. And like all energy consuming processes, sweating helps burn calories. So it might sound intimidating, but it's very simple. So you simply apply the sweet sweat gel to slowly respond areas. Like uh, for me, it would be my stomach or my thighs. Um, and you proceed with your workout as normal. And you don't need the waist trimmer, but I think the waist trimmer really kicks it up a notch. So I apply my sweet sweat under my waist trimmer and then I wrap it around and I continue with my workout as normal. And I just think those two combinations have really, really helped me to just think I'm doing, just going that extra mile to really get the most out of my workouts. 
And so I want you to join the thousands of people who are already achieving their fitness goals with Sweet Sweat and meet your motivation today. Another little side note, sports research also makes these amazing collagen peptides that you put in your yogurt, your coffee, your smoothie in the morning that have helped strengthen my um, hair, skin, and nails or just, you know, I kind of struggle because of my thyroid with my hair thinning and I kind of need that extra boost and with their collagen peptides, I just feel like I'm taking that extra step similar with the sweet sweat, just doing everything I can to hit my goals. So site-wide right now, guys, if you go to sportsresearch.com and use the code be here at checkout right now, you're going to get 20% off your order. That's 20% off site-wide at sportsresearch.com with code be here at checkout. Sports Research. It's your one-stop shop for a lifetime of performance, health, and wellness. Let's stay healthy together, guys. Okay, so let's talk about this season of Vanderpump. Oh my god, um, my yeah, sure. So I finally <laughs> got to watch the new episode last night. Um, I, mean, I but watched I, it at midnight. And then, but then I watched, wait, would you say you watched it at midnight? Yeah, I was, I didn't want to watch it, but I knew how many interviews I had today. And I was like, I'm going to get asked about it. I need to at least know. I stayed mm-hmm. off social media the last two days. Like I didn't see any comments unless someone like personally texted me. Mm-hmm. And then I started like on my community app, I um, was like texting some people back and like everything was pretty positive. And last night Brock was like, do you want me to watch it with you? And he never watches the show, Mm -hmm. but like he had already seen me cry a couple times this week, just thinking about it. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you're in such a good place now. Like, don't like go back to that. But I'm like, it's not that I'm like, oh, it's hard to watch because people are mean. It was just like, it was hard to see myself in that place. Because mm-hmm. I was genuinely depressed and not yeah. happy last year. So I'm like, it was just hard to watch me back because I'm like, even though I am in such a good place now, like it's still hard to see what I went through. Yeah. But I thought you came across like it was very like, I can't imagine. I mean, only like real assholes, I'm sure will be mean to you about that because it was you were so genuine. You were not trying to pretend like everything was perfect. Like you were just and it like. I'm sure m- many other women in uh, that are our age can relate so hard to what you were saying, what you were going through, that it honestly, uh, I mean, I would think people would fall in love with you more for that. Like it's, Thanks. it's, yeah, I thought it was very sweet and you looked cute doing it. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just like, it was, I wish that. I mean, I'm glad that I had that conversation with whoever it was with. I mean, it was with Lala, who I'm not the closest with. I do mm-hmm. wish, like, it was maybe with Ariana or Kristen or Brittany or someone who knows me better and knows more just about what was currently going on in my life because, like, mm-hmm. Lala really didn't. Like, we haven't been super close in a few years now. Mm-hmm. And so it was frustrating that, like, she's like, well – I just like want you to be like honest with your feelings and like kind of telling me like how I needed to feel and which way to act was right. I don't like that. Like I I don't like I don't like that in in any person on the show that does that where it's like they think they've figured it out in their life. So they're going to pass judgment. You know what? No one stays in the happiest position in their life and the top of everything for forever. That doesn't, that's not how life goes. So you got to be kind to everyone around you because you're going to want people to be kind to you when you're in a tough spot. You don't just get to at your high point, then be like, you know what? I'm going to tell you how, like, it's just. It, It was just really hurtful. Like it genuinely hurt my feelings to watch back. And then to see the things she said about me on the after show, I'm like, 
what have what have I done to deserve this? Like I've been nothing but a good friend and nice and kind and just like seeing like yeah. the way she says things behind my back and then acts to my face. It was like I want to believe the. Well, I was gonna say that- she was really nice to your face. It did feel like I, I think at first she was trying to before she knew that you were that sad. I think she was like kind of trying to be like you need to be honest about your feelings. But I th- I do think she genuinely saw that you were hurting and then she was nice about it. But I did not see the after show. Was that? I- well, she just said that there was nothing interesting about watching a 34-year-old who wears crop tops and a slutty JoJo Siwa ponytail doing the same thing over and over. I have a slutty JoJo, whatever that ponytail is in right now. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, Lala. Like, I'm not doing the same thing over and over. That's just all that's occurring in this world in the summer. But also... Yeah. That wasn't even occurring last summer. I wasn't in that with Brett. Like, yeah, did I have a a new single guy friend who was good looking? Yeah, because you know what? That was the position I was literally put in and told to train this person and to befriend them. So Mm -hmm. I did. But like, But that's also what being single is. Being single is dating and figuring it out. I'm sorry if you're 34 and it might doesn't seem as cute, but that's that's bullshit because I, I I love seeing like there's so many cute movies and cute stories. I love seeing a 60 year old woman get back out there yeah. or like and date around like there's nothing cuter than that. Like what's wrong with trying to find someone? And if you make mistakes along the way, like w- so what? Exactly. Like the frustrating thing for me was like seeing her say that. And it was just like, you need to be honest with your feelings. I'm like, I am just not to you, not to someone mm-hmm. who's going to judge me and talk shit behind my back because time has proven that you've done that over and over. So mm-hmm. like, I'm honest with my feelings with people who genuinely listen and care and don't make fun of me behind my back. I tell yeah. Tom and Ariana how I'm feeling. I tell Kristen, I tell Brittany, I tell my friends who aren't on the show, my mom, my sister, like people I'm closest with in my life do know how exactly how I feel. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that I don't always feel comfortable opening up to people who are assholes to me. Like mm-hmm. that's just, that's, that's not, real to me so mm-hmm. it just it felt like that it's was also just moment. not smart no. like why would you why would you open up your heart to, to why would you give someone ammo to talk shit about you might and as that well was just like, like the year before when we were in solving and like katie was like asking me things about adam and i was like i'm not comfortable talking to you about this like we're not on that level anymore i would love to get back to it but we're not there right now so i'm not going to just like tell you things so you can go and make fun of me. Like, I'm over it. I'm just like, I'm sick of this mean girl mentality. Like, let's pick yeah. on Sheena and Kristen because they're desperate and lonely. And it's just like, how about you be kind to Sheena and Kristen? Like, yeah. just like, stop. Just don't be an asshole. It's really not hard to be a nice person. And watching it back, it was just like, it was just really hurtful because I'm, I'm never like that to my friends. Mm-hmm. And my friends don't speak to me that way to my face or behind my back they just Mm -hmm. they don't yeah no I I completely agree I I feel like I have so many questions but I feel like the listener questions are going to cover what I was going to ask so I might as well just do theirs so uh, I'm going to say some of their screen names or their names I'm going to get it wrong uh Alma Sophia uh basically wants to know what you think of the Kristen Stassi Katie feud and um what's who is making it worse or what I mean I think it's really unfortunate because Kristen is such a good friend and such a good loving person you know what she does in her relationships that's her business and as her friends your job is to be there for her not to judge her for 
the wrong quote unquote decisions she's making. Like mm-hmm. not anyone in this group has it all figured out. Maybe, maybe Lisa, you know, she's the only one, yeah. but she's had her whole life to figure it out. Like no one else is on that level. No one's relationship mm-hmm. is so perfect that they have it all figured out. So yeah. it's frustrating when I see Kristen's friends like telling her that what she's doing is wrong and what they're doing is right and that she needs to listen to them because it's like, yeah, can Kristen be messy? Totally. But like, that's part of what makes Kristen Kristen. And that's why she's about to have a New York Times bestselling fucking book from being Mm -hmm. messy and being crazy. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so good. Like I've read from front to back every single word of that book and it was incredible. And I'm so Mm -hmm. proud of her for doing that. But it's just like, support your friends. And it's really it. it's really well written her book like I know so most of those stories Same. <laughs> but but then reading them I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah it's so good and it's just yeah. like I just I mean I get it if we all just got along and the whole world was sunshine and rainbows on Vanderpump Rules it'd be fucking boring to watch mm-hmm. but there's ways to be entertaining and interesting just as a person as I think all of us individually are we wouldn't have a show that doesn't require you being actually mean yeah you know yeah. like I don't think Stassi is mean to me anymore I think she says some like mean quote-unquote things but they're funny and they're light-hearted and it's not like she's judging my character or personality the way she used to it's like oh my god Sheena calls the paparazzi on herself and wears these ugly ass shoes and her this and that. But it's like, it's very like lighthearted. It's not mean. And Mm -hmm. the things that I feel Lala has said that I've seen recently, like literally yesterday, it Mm -hmm. just, it just felt mean and it hurt my feelings. And I think she owes me an apology, but that's going to have to come from her. I'm not asking for it. Do you ever get to the point though, where, um, uh, I, I guess in, in like my own situation, not on Vanderpump Rules, but where, you know, certain friendships have just been dropped for uh, no reason that no one told me, uh, where it just see, it's just kind of so cruel that it doesn't affect you anymore. Like, like it definitely did, but now I'm just sort of like, like it's, it, it's almost become, become comically cruel, if that makes yeah. sense, where it's like, uh okay <laughs> sure like it's just it's like it's like hard to care about because you're just like I don't man I, I don't know what I did to you it's I probably yeah. just think you're better than me and you just don't like me you've no use for me I don't know what it is but I like mean, I feel but like, like I like me quite a bit and yeah. uh I'm I'm fine with the trajectory of my life and my career and I I've made all the choices I've made very strategically yeah. so I know. I mean, I feel like I'm like about at that point because I'm in a very good and secure place in my life. And I feel like I've gotten my confidence back and like my mojo, which I felt like was just beaten down over the last three years from the guys I dated, from the girls I've surrounded myself with. And I just Mm -hmm. felt like I really completely lost my spark. And it was like, it was sad. And that was sad to like watch back last season like, mm-hmm. like last night, literally when I watched it, I was just like, ugh, to like see me in that place, but to also only see the tiny aspects of it. Because I'm like, Brett and I, we were bros who were flirty. It was very mutual. There was like, and Danica even, like, I don't know if you'll ever see it, but like, I remember filming scenes with her and her filming scenes with Brett, where she was like, Brett, you flirt with Sheena just as much as she flirts with you. Like, you guys do this with each other, but then you go and talk shit about her behind her back to the guys, like, try and be cool. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, fucking rude because I'm like, 
dude, like at least twice a week, all summer, up until I saw like, actually just up until the end of summer and you'll see how the season ends. But Mm -hmm. the entire summer from the day I like met Brett and we became friends and exchanged numbers, at least I would say twice a week, um, we would have phone calls for at least an hour, like minimum. Mm -hmm. And like, we got to know each other on a deeper level and built such a quick, genuine friendship. Yeah, it's flirty. I flirt with, when I'm single, I flirt with any cute guy because that's just my personality. Whatever. Yeah. Call me boy crazy. I don't I'll flirt. Care. I'll flirt with your dad. What? No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just like, it was frustrating because I'm like, we had such a good friendship and I really did grow as a person and learn my lesson from fucking up a friendship with Adam. Like mm-hmm. he could have been a lifelong friend for me, but you know, we crossed the line and it was ruined. And mm-hmm. I swore to never do that again because it, it, it's genuinely like it hurt to lose him in my life. Like I got close to this family and vice versa and we traveled the world together. So it was mm-hmm. sad that that friendship ended because we chose to, you know, get romantically involved or whatever. And yeah. so when I met Brett, it was like, yeah, like you're attractive. But I was like, I learned my lesson last year. I will not do this again. So every mm-hmm. time when people are like, but don't you like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe one day, like I say that about anyone I've ever dated or met. Maybe one day I get back with this person. Maybe one day, you know, I meet an Australian Mm -hmm. man of my dreams. Like you don't know what's going to happen. I wasn't like, I wasn't saying like, oh my God, I hope Brett and I get together one day. I hope I just said, you know, we'll, we'll see where life takes us. You never know. And those are very side, innocent comments I made that have been turned into like, oh, Sheena's pining for Brett. She really wants him. Just like, she's just waiting for him to want her back. And I'm like, no, I genuinely no. I actually wanted him. Sheena, I think people do realize that. Like, you'll see, I'm sure I'll get to one of the questions where, like, people realize that. Like, the the questions that I've gotten for you, people are like, they're like, we're sick of this whole Sheena's boy crazy storyline. It's not believable. It's the scene seems chopped up. Like, yeah. she, you can tell she's not even that into him. Like, like people are seeing through it. it it's, yeah, I mean, I'm like, the one thing about Brett is like when we like would have those like long, deep conversations, like we would sit in my car and smoke weed for like, well, he would smoke if I was driving. I don't smoke and drive. But Good. there were many of those times or even like just like sitting outside of Sir. But like there were several times when we would just like sit in my car and have like two hour conversations and I would drive home at 4 a.m. And it was just like friendly. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you never go to see any of those sides of us. But I'm like. We just like, we really got to know each other so well that, yeah, I did feel comfortable like being flirty with him because that's just my playful humor. But yeah. when you only see that and you don't see the other side, it's like, I, I yeah, I do look kind of crazy. But I think, like, I think like, people can tell. I, it, it's like I, that one chopped up scene with Brett was like, wait, I can tell this is chopped up. That, that's not how the normal cadence of a conversation goes when you're like out on the patio. Like this seems weird. We were having two different conversations. Like that was like an hour conversation where we're talking about like his ex and my ex and like what we want from someone in the future. And that's why I always just said, I'm like, wow. I'm like, we want a lot of the same things like in life and in a partner, like we might build a great friendship. And in three years, like who knows? But I wasn't saying, I want this. I hope for this. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I was just like, wow, like we get along great. And like, that was how it was with Adam. Like we were friends for two years. We got along great. And I'm like, I wonder if this would turn into something. But then it didn't. And I swore to never fuck up a friendship again unless I knew for sure that 
it was gonna be something more. And yeah. I never felt that way about him. Like I was just so happy being his friend. And it's it's sad that our friendship like low-key got ruined by him making stupid comments in his interviews and making mm-hmm. fun of me behind my back to the guys. But since then, it has been a long time. We've had several conversations about it. Him and Brock are Fortnite buddies, like Oh, that's good. Friends, and you know we can laugh about it now, but he knows he genuinely hurt me in a friend platonic sense, not in a romantic yeah. way. I didn't cry over him, like, but I was just like, dude, like, why, why would you say that? Like, that's just that's hurtful. Um, a, it's untrue. But like, mm-hmm. and he's like, he admitted he's like, you know, like he was just like trying to get in with the guys and at boys' night, like that was the first time he ever filmed with the guys, hung out with the guys, and. I think he was just trying to fit in. Trying to be cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can answer like this one quickly. Um, uh, Justine said more info on her carb cycling diet, how she does it. How does she manage to go drinking all the time and keep the weight off? Not that I think you drink all the time, but. See, that's the thing. That's the misconception is I think people think I drink all of the time. And I'm like, when I'm not going through an egg egg freezing cycle, do I drink often? Yes. But like, I'll have like one white claw today. And then maybe mm-hmm. two tomorrow where it's like, okay, yeah, I had a drink technically every day this week. Sometimes, not every week, but it's like, but I wasn't drunk once. Like I, I don't, I don't drink a lot when I do. I smoke way more weed than mm-hmm. I drink alcohol. So I'm actually very much the same way. Well, not smoking weed. I, I, I am never even trying it again. I tried it for the last time. I've ne- it's never worked for me. Greg gave me a chocolate. I felt like I was going to throw up. And I was like, I'm not trying it. I, it doesn't work for me. But same thing where it's like, I don't drink a lot when I drink. Like, yes, I dr- will frequently drink red wine. But I'm very happy having one glass of red wine and being yeah. like, all right, cool. Like, that's I don't- enough. I don't like being drunk. I literally hate Same. it. And that's why, like, friends who, I mean, I've known you a really long time. Can you think of a time you've actually seen me really drunk? Mm, very rarely. Like, I like, mean, like, very rarely. Yeah. Like, okay, Jackson Brittany's wedding, I was wasted. I made out with a groomsman. I made some bad decisions that night. But you know what? I had so much fun and I lived my best life. So I'm like, yeah. I don't regret it. But I mean, those who cares? moments are you and far between i yes i agree I don't with even that know if brock has seen me like wasted yet maybe yeah maybe once or twice actually probably a couple times because i'm comfortable with him but yeah like, i would say i would say greg would answer the same way like maybe three times in the course of like the my house. yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and he made sure to let me know but like usually when i get drunk it's very much on accident like i don't try like i don't really like taking shots like that kind of like it's very much like i either didn't eat enough that day or yeah. like i didn't sleep enough and it just hit me in a weird way you're not like college frat boy like i'm gonna get blackout tonight like no it's usually and i'm always the first person to go to bed it's my passion no and you're (laughs) like like christmas like wait was it christmas or thanksgiving christmas i think okay yeah whichever it was but like you were hilarious like my mom (laughs) and i were like dying we're like oh my god like you're always funny obviously it's what you do for a living but like i mean that night you were just so drunk but it was hilarious but it was never sloppy it wasn't (laughs) like it wasn't like you're slurring your words and we had to take care of you like it was just fun and like it's i i love when like you are around people in a comfortable enough setting when you can kind of just let loose but oh yeah especially when filming like i very much trust you and your family i like i mean you guys are the coolest 
And like, I never like to be drunk on camera. I don't like to be drunk in life. So it's not like, oh, I just don't drink when I'm filming. In life, I don't like to be drunk. I grew up with not like my parents directly or any like immediate family, but like I grew up around, you know, uncles or cousins and people who did have drinking problems and, mm-hmm. you know, like alcoholism and whatnot. So like seeing that from such a young age, I never wanted to be that. My mom's the same yeah. age. Like my mom never drinks because she just, you know, we've, we've seen it enough in our lives that that's yeah. just not something I want to do. I don't like being a sloppy drunk. I don't like forgetting things. I don't like slurring my words. I'm such a perfectionist. That oh I my just, God, I relate with that so oh, much. I, I relate with I it was. so much when you said like, you don't like drinking much on camera. I've said this many times when I've like interviewed like other Bravo people. So to try to relate, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a glorified background character on Vanderpump. So I understand what the filming aspect is like, but then I'll explain like, I could have never fully been on Vanderpump Rules because I'm way too much of a, perf- I'm not good at it. First of all, I'm way too much of a perfectionist. And I was so nervous to all, like, I never wanted to be drunk on camera. Like it, Katie and Tom's Bachelor Bachelorette in New Orleans like I like heavily monitored how much I drank I was like I'm not drinking any of these crazy like shots that have these mixed things like I refuse (laughs) to be drunk on camera I'm not doing it yeah no I'm the exact same way but um to go back to that question that's the drinking bar but the carb cycling I I go off and on I'm definitely not doing it right now in quarantine but it's pretty much just like you can you can go as crazy as three days no carbs one day carbs which I did initially, and then I went down to two, and then I was just doing every other day. But so, what does that just shock your body into? Like, yeah, how I mean, does it I work? I don't know the technical terms of it because I'm not a nutritionalist. But like Seth mm-hmm. has explained it to me, and anyone who wants to DM at Sethinator, he can fully explain the benefits of carb cycling. But it does give your body like that little shock, and you just feel better because it's like you're not putting empty carbs and shit in your body really Ooh, I want to try this but it's uh-huh. like on my carb days like I I would have tacos with corn tortillas or brown rice or like gluten-free pasta and like things like that so I'm like I'm still enjoying what I'm eating but I'm eating better foods I'm not eating bread I'm not mm-hmm. eating just normal pasta and white rice and although I've heard brown and white rice like the nutritional value yeah. I don't think it's that different but on the days that I don't have carbs you know I don't drink anything and I have a lot of vegetables, a lot of lean meat, you know, salads. And it, once you get in the habit of it, it's really an easy thing to keep up. And you just like feel good because you know, on those carb days when you get them, like you're rewarding yourself for doing good. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try that. Cause I have no, uh, I don't like carbs that much in a weird way. Like, like I'm not, I don't like pasta really. Like I like with the sauce you put on pasta. Like I will eat a bowl of bolognese I could care less like people are like I could just eat butter noodles all day long I'm like it tastes like cardboard to me I just don't I love noodles I love rice I love Mexican I like I like Mexican rice you got to put something in it you got to flavor it yeah I could eat plain rice all day every day like I'm a weirdo so it is challenging for me and like when I do it like there were a few times like I'm not perfect I definitely I was like oh whatever I can have a cup of brown rice with this like I'm so hungry and like I would have four or five small meals in the day, but then it's like, I don't want to go to bed hungry. And on my no carb days, like I was hungry that sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna have a little bit of brown rice or just like a healthy carb, like maybe like a Greek yogurt or something. But it's like, then I just felt guilty because I'm like, you did so good all day. And then you just fucked it up. I don't think that that fucks it up that much. And it's hard to sleep when you're hungry. No, exactly. But it's like, because I am a perfectionist, I'm like, if I'm going to do a diet, I'm going to do it the right way. And I'm not going to half-ass it. 
Yeah, totally. Okay. So um, Rachel Krieger said, how do you deal with certain cast members being so mean when they've been your friends for so many years? I mean, I guess you basically answered that question, but how do you deal with it, I guess? I mean, normally I'm passive. I take it with a grain of salt and I'm just like, you know what? She's just like that or he's just like that. They're just Mm -hmm. that type of person. And I pride myself on being a good person who never tries to purposely hurt someone and not that Bala or Stassi or Katie or anyone who's been mean to me on the show ever does it purposefully, but they just tend to do it in a very harsh manner. And I just have to remind myself that, you know what, that's them. That's not me. But I think, I think now, I think if there is a season nine, you're going to see a spicier side of me because that confidence and security that I lost after my divorce through Rob and Adam just being torn down, whether it was verbally, emotionally, mentally, never physically, I want to put that out there, but just like that thing, the things that they did to my mental state and to just my confidence, it it really fucked me up and I still am Mm -hmm. fucked up. And like Brock has to like remind me sometimes like how like awesome I am at this or with this or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I need to like, I need to see myself in that light that I saw myself in my whole life up until three years ago. And I think he's definitely, and not that I need him for that, like, but he's, he's helped me. And if that's the thing is like, we make each other better people. We call each other on our shit. We challenge each other. And I, I definitely feel that I'm finally with someone who has my back no matter what, mm-hmm. which Shay definitely did. He absolutely yeah. did. But he was also, like me, a very passive person where he stood up for me when he needed to. But then sometimes we just like, we're like, whatever, they're just mean, like we won't say anything. But like, he was the only person I've really ever been with who did have my back. And like, I Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't like said that enough sometimes. Like, I feel like whenever I'm like talking about like, oh, everyone I dated, I regret or like not regret, but just like, oh, everyone was awful. But I'm like, he wasn't awful. Like, yeah, she's a sweetheart. Exactly. And Rob and Adam, yeah, they they were awful. They had good parts, small good parts, but they were awful. Shay Mm -hmm. was amazing. He just, you know, he had his own demons he was struggling with. And ultimately, it wasn't going to work out lifelong. But he was a good person and he did have my back. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so this girl... uh uh srebestina murphy uh it's a hard name to say but she had some really she had a lot of really good questions but i think instead of just straight up asking all of her questions i'm going to just read something to you that i think maybe you need to hear well plus a little bit of a question uh so basically she um in terms of the ivf stuff um she was wondering if you would consider doing a, a vlog where you talk about and explain the process um and why you decided to do it etc and uh her messages are very long but the prior thing was basically like being on your side like kind of like I don't know why they're kind of making fun of it is like which I've also said to you before when I when Chris and I got back from Detroit and we were talking on the phone I was like I I don't understand the point in the scenes making fun of Sheena for the IV like it's actually more of a sad thing like why would you make fun of like it's it what she's going through is hard it's the one thing she wants as a kid and it's like I don't really understand that so she was very so put a pin in that like would you consider doing a vlog about it and then I said um and then she said that uh your blogs have been a huge hit with people in different Facebook groups and uh and she said they're tired of the show's production and whatever of you in the moment and I said she'll be really happy to hear that about the blogs 
and she said, uh, or the vlogs, uh, she said that in your vlog, she finds it refreshing that you're speaking your mind. And uh, she said, this is the one that said that no one is buying the whole boy crazy storyline. Yeah. Uh, uh, she said, except for maybe fans of certain people, which I'm not going to name. And then she said, I, uh, she said, I personally haven't seen the last episode and it took a while to see the episode before that because it's a bit too much this season where everyone's being mean and blah, 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 blah. But then she said, a lot of people are, kind of turned off by how Sheena's being portrayed on the show and are tuning more into her vlogs. And it's very refreshing to see you on there. So she's very into them. And apparently lots of Facebook groups are too. So would you consider doing a longer vlog explaining the whole IVF so journey? Wait, I, I wish I, like, I wish I had been vlogging for years at this point. Like, so much missed content in Vegas alone, but mm-hmm. also through the egg freezing. Like, those are probably the two biggest like life decisions I've ever made and done for myself because I'm a very selfless person. I put everyone else first. And these two things were things that I did for me. I like, I wanted to move away and do a show in Vegas. I wanted to take my life into my own hands, single and divorced and in my thirties and freeze my eggs. And I wish I captured those moments then, but I am considering a third round and if I do, that will 100% be captured. However, I was going to start it in March and then quarantine happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm now living in Palm Springs for the time being. Whenever quarantine is lifted, I don't know that my body is going to be ready exactly then to do a third round. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through this filming again because that was very trying on my emotional state. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not sure I can definitely do an in-depth Q&A about it, but I'm going to hold off on that for a few months to see if I am going to go through a third round. But also, I just can't really afford it right now. That shit is so expensive mm-hmm. and I've already done it twice. So I'm like, do I want to do another 15 grand on like a maybe baby? I already have 16 mm-hmm. maybe eggs. Like, yeah. I just I. I don't know. I, I've been going back and forth. I was so set on doing a third round. I went in March, went to get my blood work done. And then it was like, uh, quarantine. And I'm like, I, I can't do this while we're in quarantine. And now they're kind of shut down unless you're a high risk or low egg reserve, which I do have low egg reserve, but I guess I'm not old enough technically to be at high risk. And I've already done it twice. Mm-hmm. And to just drive back to LA right now, every other day for appointments, I'm like, not not right it's not now. a good it's not a good time yeah no yeah so I'm gonna hold off on that I mean who knows maybe we film in the summer and I do it again in fall I don't think from April to October my eggs are gonna completely diminish so um I do want to though that was one of the first things that I was like oh my god I can't wait to vlog my egg freezing journey because it's highlighted on my Instagram but it's highlighted it's not in depth and yeah I would love to be able to do another round. It's just, it's expensive and it's time consuming and it's, it's really hard on your mental and emotional state. Physically, it was a breeze. I didn't mind the bruises and the needles and the ultrasounds and all of that, the retrieval, the recovery. That was all easy for me. And people got mm-hmm. mad at me for saying that, but I'm like, 
Do you want me to like have a hard time? Do you want this to be physically and emotionally and mm-hmm. mentally trying? Like, oh, I once? think, I think, yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Like, yeah. it's like people saying like, oh my gosh, when I gave birth, it was like nothing. And other people are like, it was 48 hours long and it was the worst time yeah. of my life. It's like, it's different for everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it was just free, I and we weren't in quarantine, boom, that would have already been done and vlogged by now. But mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I have a mortgage and rent and a lot of other expenses. And uh, I'm, you know, we're not filming right now. I'm not, I'm not working full time. I'm doing YouTube and podcasts, but believe it or not, that doesn't pay a mortgage and rent and everything yeah. else I have. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just put a, a pin in that for now, but I, I 100%, I really do want to do it again and capture all of it. So okay, fingers Good. crossed it works out. It will. Okay. Uh, one last question. It's actually just going to be mine. There's more listener questions, but I think you did an overall kind of answering of them. Mm-hmm. Besides someone wants you to share your enchilada recipe, which I swear you did, but maybe do a vlog about that. It's on uh, my vlog. It's okay. in my, we moved to Palm Springs vlog. Um, I go through the steps of it in the vlog and then in the description, it has the recipe. Okay, perfect. Okay, so my final question um, to you is what scene uh, or moment from this season of Vanderpump Rules are you most proud of yourself for? I mean, kind of last night. It was the scene that, or I guess Tuesday night, it was the scene that I dreaded since the day in July that we filmed that. I have dreaded reliving and watching that moment back because I remember how I felt in that moment and I was just like oh I don't want to see myself like be that vulnerable because unless I'm like filming with like Kristen or Ariana really or Brittany like I mean like Raquel and like you know like the the newbies who I actually am like genuinely like close friends with and have been for a Mm -hmm. while like but it's like when I'm I'm not always filming with those people, like I, I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like being open because I just get made fun of. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to be that way. So having that conversation with like Lala of all people who is the most mean and making fun of me behind my back person on the show, I was just dreading it. And then finally Brock was like, why, why are you dreading? Like, be proud of it. Like you went through. And it was actually like, really, really beautiful. And honestly, I think it shows your strength and how you're com- you've come out of your depression. And now you're like, you got your confidence back that you were able to just say it to someone that you don't trust necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you weren't just like, no, everything's fine. You were like, no, I'm really sad. Like that. I think that vulnerability shows how much strength and confidence you actually have. Well, thank you. So, I mean, definitely watching it back, I was like, I mean, I cried watching it because it was just like sad to see myself in that place. Mm-hmm. But Brock was like, babe, that was not bad. Like that, that was really good. Like I'm proud of you. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, me too. And I finally today for the first time this week, like went on social media and like went on Twitter and like my community app and in my DMs. And from what I've seen, everything's been positive. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I told Brock, I was like, tonight, like I've been doing podcasts all day and I still have one more Zoom after this, but I'm like, I think I need to just take a solid hour or two tonight to myself and just like Mm -hmm. respond because like the moment I was dreading, I think was actually such a good moment for me that I want to be able to respond to more people and so many women. I mean, over the past year, since I started freezing my eggs, it's been like a little over a year now. 
Like I've had hundreds and hundreds of women reach out to me and just say how inspiring it is to put that out there publicly. And Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge a lot more of that. So I'm going to take some time tonight and just respond to um, all of the positive things. Yeah, I think you definitely should. Well, I love you. Thank you for doing this. I love you. Thank you. And thanks for teaching me about Zencaster. I've like a whole new world of doing digital or like um, remote podcasts. Yeah, it actually sounds really good. Like when you hear your episode, you're gonna be like, oh, it doesn't sound that much different than in person. Yeah. Um, where, uh, where can people find your vlogs? Like, where are they at? Just so, on YouTube? Yeah, if you just um, type in my name on YouTube. I think if it's like youtube.com slash Sheena, I think that works as well. Mm-hmm. But um, just go and like and subscribe to my channel. And that's where you'll get to see the most fun version of me. And also, like, Brock and I just uh, filmed a thing the other night, like, he has this new thing now where he's like, let's just set up the camera like all the time. But I'm like, babe, when we're recording for like hours, that's so much more work for Justice to edit. There's a lot of boring moments like to watch. And then it's like my memory card runs out, my battery dies. But mm-hmm. we just set up the camera the other night at my apartment and then I had turned it off. And then we had this like great moment. He's like, see, why aren't you recording? And I was like, fine. And we like turn the camera back on. And he's like, I'm not going to reenact that. I'm like, I'm not asking you to reenact it. I'm like, well, yeah. continue the conversation. Cause like he is not an actor. He's like, I'm not faking things for camera. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like we're not going to redo that conversation we just have, but let's continue it. And I watched it back last night and I'm literally like it, some of it, like if, if I do post the full conversation, like for like five minutes, there's definitely going to be some boring parts of it, but it's like, when do you see an unedited full five minute conversation. Never. Yeah. So that's cool. I think I do want to post that just because it's like, that's the real raw, vulnerable, unedited Sheena. You saw the real vulnerable, slightly edited in this past um, episode, but it wasn't edited like in the way that, oh, we're going to make her look bad. It was just Mm -hmm. like, it was a longer conversation. So obviously it's edited because you can't have a 30 minute conversation in a 44 minute episode. Yeah, but I totally. felt like that was one of the more real moments you've seen of me this season and just in general. And um, I just, I want to show more of that. It just, it kind of took me feeling like I do have a strong support system behind me that it's okay if I break down because someone's going to be there to pick me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I love you. Thank you. If you love need, you. if you need a guest for your show during this, if you're like, oh, I'm happy yeah, to do yours too. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye.